0: Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into parental guidance at the movies in today's episode. What's this? What's this? It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. What is this? Where you wanna be. What is this? i am not very much an authority on being a parent or a husband uh haven't had any experience in either of those situations but today i have somebody who is far more experienced than i am in both of those situations uh joe hello hi Uh, how's it going
1: it's going good i'm uh doing my husbandly and fatherly duties as we speak taking care of four dogs i sent the wife and kid off to taekwondo oh wow (laughs) they're like you take care of the dogs i'm like fine (laughs) that's a lot of dogs yeah my wife um grew up hating this is completely off topic but real quick my wife grew up hating dogs um and then we got one when our daughter was like five, mm-hmm. and over the past eight years, we've just collected them. Our latest is a pit mix puppy that she found as a stray outside of her job in January and brought it home oh. and was like, can we keep it? And I'm like, God, I hate you. <laughs> and of course, we kept it because, you know, yeah when the wife says can we you say how high or, or however it's shake us. right but that's my dog story
0: <laughs> what i mean to follow the tangent what really like turned her onto dogs if she wasn't really a dog person
1: our first dog we got was a pug beagle mix and it was the, the lap dog that she never knew she wanted And I actually got it for myself and for (laughs) my daughter. So my daughter could, you know, grow up with a pet. Mm -hmm. Um, And she fell in love with it and she started working at Banfield, which I don't know how widespread Banfield is, but it's a pet hospital inside PetSmart. And um, so she started getting used to being around dogs and just got less scared, for lack of a better word. And started loving animals and i'm like goldfish are animals too and much easier to deal with uh-huh. but didn't listen to me so we got dogs instead of goldfish
0: there fair enough uh, it doesn't it doesn't sound bad to me at all i am a dog person i would love it
1: i i i give i give my wife a, a lot of crap every now and then but i've always been a dog person 38 years later i'm I couldn't have dogs growing up because my mother was allergic. And oh. so being able to have them and now I have four of them. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's easier than kids. So <laughs> that is <true>. Definitely <laughs> much true. easier than kids.
0: <laughs>
1: and the dogs will watch whatever movie I want to watch. So.
0: <sighs> well, that's the best part.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, so you
1: have how many kids? I have one daughter who just turned 13 in May.
0: Okay, cool. So she is definitely old enough to be watching movies and understanding
1: them. Uh, well, watching them. <laughs>
0: well, uh, understanding them. <laughs> Most of them, them degree, she understands. To a degree, yeah. sure,
1: sure. Uh, we, we, and I'm sure we'll get into it yeah. in, in a little bit. But yeah, she's that's one of the things that... Me and the wife question, especially because now, you know, she's always wanting to be like her friends at school. So she'll come home and be like, "Uh, the kids went and saw this movie and it'll be like John Wick. And I'll be like, nope, no, no. (laughs) And it's not me saying no, it's the wife saying no. So I just kind of cut it off at the pass. But I'm like, some things you can go see. Other things eh, we'll have to have discussions about. But it's and it's all based on that is do we think she's capable of understanding the themes of the movie sure you know i've never been a fan of ratings i when i was in college i actually wrote a paper for my english class just class just uh bashing and the mpaa and how useless it was to have a bunch of you know 50 to 70 year old people sitting around it tv going nope 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 he said that word too many times and that's a dirty word and Mm -hmm. you know it might have been dirty when you were in high school but you know high schools nowadays they see that on the news so i think a lot of that's it, it comes down to it has to be the parents making that decision because i you know i as a parent of my child my wife as a parent of our child we know what she's she understands and you know bad words don't really affect her blood doesn't really affect her the other stuff you know she reads about it sees it on tv Heck, she she has access to youtube she's yeah far worse there so
0: yeah, but, yeah that's um because i'm
1: answering all your questions before you ask them. <laughs> kind of it's all
0: right uh, cause like my girlfriend and I, we've been together for 13 and a half months now, give or take. And, uh, you know, we've had that conversation too, you know, we go see a lot of movies together. So, uh, I've always posed every once in a while, I, you know, we'll come out of like an R rated movie and I'll say, you know, well, would you have like, how old would our kid have to be our future, not yet born kid have to be to like, <laughs> let us, would we let them go watch this movie? And uh, you know, we have so we have that dialogue and and sort of work it out between us at the moment, and you know, in at least you know if we won't have a thirteen year old for at least fourteen years at the soonest, so exactly. it's it's a far far ways away for us, and uh, so much is going to change in fourteen years with movies, and it's it's almost not even worth having the conversation at this point, at, you know, in that sense. So. When- Go ahead.
1: When me and my wife were were dating, um, and this is how long we've been together, South Park had just the bigger, longer uncut had just come out in theaters. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was funny because we were, you know, just doing the same kind of conversation, and I remember saying that's going to be the first movie I let my child watch, assuming she <laughs> understands it. Right. <laughs> and my wife gives me this look and at the time we're just dating and she's like she gives me this look and it's the death stare yeah like there is no way on earth my child will ever watch this movie and i'm like i i you know to me it's it's like you said is, at what point in time is it an okay thing for them to watch it? And I, I always quantified it by when she understands it. Because I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of good themes in that movie, um, as there are in a lot of R rated movies. And it's, you know, I don't think you should have to wait until you're a specific age to be able to enjoy those and, and analyze. I've always loved film, right? And I don't just. My wife watches movies for entertainment. I the first time I watch a movie will be for entertainment, and every time after that it will be to analyze some part of it. Just because that's what I do. I've always been like that. I wanted to make movies when I was growing up, um, so I I always look at themes. I always look at you know if my child ever got into filmmaking, wanted to be a filmmaker. I would let her watch heat in an instant because I think there's a lot of things you can learn by watching heat. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. got blood in it. Yeah. It's got violence in it. Yeah. It's probably got sex in it. It's been a while since I've seen it, but it's one of those things where you can learn a lot, right? You probably learn more by watching some of these classic films than you do by going to film school. Right. I remember Kevin Smith said something like that on, it might have been his one of his 8000 podcasts or 800 yeah. Q&As but he he said he literally learned most of filmmaking by watching movies so my my daughter's kind of into visual arts um she's more into music now but she's started asking about you know when we're we'll watching movies she'll make mention of how oh i thought this shot was cool and and so like i've had conversations with the wife where it's like If she gets into this kind of stuff, I would not hesitate to let her watch some of, you know, Goodfellas.
0: Right, right.
1: Some of these great movies, yeah, they're rated R, but they're appropriate (laughs) for her – what's the word I want to – like her intellectual level, right? She'll understand – that, you know, yeah, they say a bad word here, or yeah, you see a guy get shot there, or whatever. And she'll understand why that's there and, and how that relates to what they're doing. It's not like Showgirls, right? right. Showgirls should never watch, <laughs> because there's nothing good about that movie, right? But Very little you know, value to be found. Exactly. <laughs> um, it is the funniest movie I've ever seen in my life. Or as Jamie Kennedy put, it's the scariest movie he's ever seen in his life. Right. But, you know, that's that's how I've always looked at it. And that's those are the conversations me and the wife have when we talk about, you know, uh, our daughter, Julie is my daughter's name. Julie mm-hmm. came up to us uh, back in, in April and she's like, hey, I want to go see A Quiet Place. And my wife's like, the horror movie? And she's like, yeah, everybody at school has seen it and it's, you know – she used the word embarrassing not to be able to to talk about it. Right. And so first thing my wife does is goes to the parental <laughs> hey, page yeah. on IMDb just to see what's in it. And I'm like, really? I was like, OK, sure, because that's probably a better source of what's happening because at least there they just tell you what happens. They don't try and make any judgment on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she's looking at it and she's like, this seem- seems like there's a lot of. Things that are bad. And I'm like, well, I've seen it because I've seen it. And I'm like, to me, I don't have a problem with her watching. It. Yeah, there's a couple scary scenes. But I guarantee you she's not going to like it because it's mm. – for her, it's going to be a boring movie. It's, I mean it's the equivalent of a silent film, right? Kind of. So we we decide, sure, let's go and see it. I explained to my wife what the quote-unquote bad parts were. And she was okay with it. And we go, we watch it. And my wife comes out and she's like, you know, you're right. There wasn't really anything bad. And my daughter literally goes, yeah, that movie was boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, sometimes you just got to let them do it, especially if it's something, you know, that you know isn't going to – I don't think a movie's going to damage a child, right, mm-hmm. mentally. Again, it's a Verhoeven film. <laughs> I mean, it's gone nuts lately, but it's it's one of those things where you you have to they have to learn at some point in time. Right. Right. So that's just I don't know. I've my my in-laws give me dirty looks when when we mention or that, you know, they'll be like, oh, we went and saw this movie. They aren't huge fans of Marvel movies, right? The, okay. The tamest of PG movies, PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> right. And all the kids see them, uh, you know, and so my daughter's been watching them probably. She started, what was the first one she wanted to watch? It was probably around Iron Man 3 that she started watching the Marvel movies, so however long ago that was. Okay, um, yeah. And, and we watched all the ones before that, and then she's kept up with them ever since. And, you know, those are comic book action movies. And there's, you know, comic book blood, comic book violence. And my in-laws, who never let my wife watch an R-rated movie until she was 17. My wife didn't watch an R-rated movie until we started dating. And I took her to an R rated movie. Mm-hmm. She she watched Mary Poppins every day that she came home throughout the entirety of third grade because that's what her parents would let her watch. And I always said I always said, I could not do that. I could you have to you have to let your child experience these things. Otherwise they'll grow up with issues, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I Every time, you know, my daughter's 9, 10, 11 watching PG-13 movies and they're like, that's not good for blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I completely disagree.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I completely disagree. There's a lot of good, you know, you want to talk about empowering things. You look at something. I mean, last year we had Wonder Woman. We had Black Panther at the beginning of this year. There's so much that can be taught through these movies. And I think a lot of filmmakers nowadays are learning that, that you can get good messages into a movie and you're not necessarily going to be able to get those into a PG movie. Not every PG movie can be big hero six,
0: right?
1: You know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta up that rating a little bit. So I just, I, I love it. I love having conversations with people of an older generation Um, Notice how I don't say old people, so I don't get slapped. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. People of an older generation who have that mindset that oh no, PG thirteen means you have to be thirteen to watch it. R means you have to be seventeen to watch it. No, no, those are those are random labels placed by quite honest, honestly, people who probably aren't qualified to be making the judgments to begin with. Sure. So. That's just my take.
0: That's fair. Uh, I agree with a lot of what you just said. Um, you know, trying to think of it from my own personal kind of experiences, uh, you know, my I was raised by my grandparents, which is a very different situation uh, as far as, like, what you're allowed to do and can, how you're allowed to conduct yourself, given, like, the age gap between the average age of grandparents and parents nowadays, mm-hmm. and my we we had like a library in town that had tons of vhs's and eventually dvds when i was a kid that we would rent from like every few days even and i would just kind of grab a stack of them present them to my grandmother and she would pick out a couple of them that she would let me see and we'd take them i'd watch them two three times or so and then we'd take them back and get more i remember when i was like 10 or 11 years old and I was starting to be able to, like, handle and watch PG-13 movies in their eyes. And I kept having this argument with them, saying, you know, when I'm 13, I just need... you, you got to be able to let me watch every single PG-13 movie, no matter what. That was my argument. And they were like, okay. But until then, only the ones we approve kind of situation. Yeah. Um, which was semi-frustrating. And, you know, as a kid who grew up... um, You know, you're 38, so, you know, when you were 10, 11, 12, like computers weren't able to do or as commonplace as they were when I was 10, 11, 12. So, you know, I was able to like go online and like find movies and watch them without them knowing sort of situations. So I wasn't like listening to them because I thought I knew better and I still do. But, but, (laughs) um, you know, like I remember after I got to be 13 and then I didn't have to worry about them telling me what I could or couldn't watch except for R-rated stuff, uh, I just kind of completely ignored them on that front because by that point, you know, LimeWire and Kazaa and all these other services you could find online to find whatever you wanted to watch were readily available and accessible for people my age at the point. But the problem was, That my dad, when I was like eight years old, had shown me like Jaws and like a lot of like really, I don't know if Jaws was like rated R, I don't think it was, but like, was that? Yep, PG. Yeah, Yeah, like movies that came out forever ago that had different MPA scales at the time and stuff like that. So, you know, Jaws easily a PG-13 if it was released nowadays, Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: Uh, You know, he was showing me plenty of stuff that I was quote unquote not old enough for. And so when I got to be old enough to like start having this conversation about what would I show my kids and this and that and the other, um, the most analogous way I could think about it was my cousins. So I have uh, uh, two cousins who I'm very close with, and they are, oh man, I'm not going to get this right. I think they're now 17 and 15 right now. Okay. And uh, I guess it was 20, whatever year 12 years a slave came out. Um, they really want what my the older of the two at the time really wanted to see 12 years a slave, but it's rated R and her parents wouldn't let her. And I think she was uh, 12 or 13. And I was like, you really should see it. Like my cousins are, um, they have a white mother, black father and so, like that's from to, from my point of view, like that's a really like important message wise film that like is worth seeing, regardless of skin color, but more yeah. so for someone who's not white. And I was like, it's rough. Like it's a tough movie, content wise, but like the themes and the messages that are involved in this movie are are incredibly pertinent and important in today and just for, you know, all of life, even. So, I think like that there's definitely something to that element of things where, you know, these MPA ratings are based on content when what I think matters more ultimately is not what the content is, but like what the content means in regards to like the themes of the movie.
1: Exactly. I, I, and I, I might have said this earlier, I have the worst memory in the world, but I think, I think one of the, some things have to be presented a certain way right you can't present the themes of say something like 12 years a slave in which i think is a very important movie Uh, themes messages are very important Mm -hmm. you can't present those to a 10 or 11 year old which i think need to be presented to a 10 or 11 year old but you can't present those themes in a PG movie. You can't present those themes even in a PG thirteen movie. They're just they're rough themes. Mm-hmm. But I think you know, like you said, it's important that children are uh, exposed. that children exposed. There you go. I have, <laughs> I have a good vocabulary today. Um, it's important that kids are exposed to that, and that's you know. A lot of what goes into our decisions on what movies Julie can watch and what movies Julie can't watch. If if Julie came up to me today and said, hey, I want to watch John Wick, I would probably say no. Because John Wick, while I love it and I think it's a wonderful film, both of them, from a filmmaker's perspective, there's nothing – Valuable thematically. There's no good message there. It's just a guy going around shooting people because they killed his dog, Mm -hmm. right? Which dogs are important. We've already discussed this, but (laughs) I don't need need a hundred minute movie of a guy killing somebody. She doesn't need to see that. If she were to come up to me and say, Dad, can I watch Django Unchained, right? Which in the same vein as 12 Years a Slave or, you know, Some other, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head that has a message as strong as that that's in the R rating category. But if she were to come up to me and say, can I watch Django Unchained? I would have to have a long conversation with my wife and she would have to convince me to say no. Right. Right. I think as quote unquote awful as some parents groups refer to that movie, as awful as it is. It's important for her to know that you know this. That's to me. That's the real history book, right? And it's especially true with movies that are historical dramas. Mm-hmm. Um, to to learn about those kinds of things, you you know, you could look at also things like uh, uh, trying to think of like relationship type movies that uh, that go. Uh, what's that one with? gosling and michelle like blue valentine, blue valentine something like that you know there's good themes in that movie that movie is rough mm. right it's a hard hard watch if my daughter came up to me and said daddy can when we watch this my wife would have to convince me to say no because there's important things in that movie that i think she's at an age at 13 that she you know and it's something that we would watch and we would obviously discuss. You know, yeah. we go back to South Park, right? The mm-hmm. whole point of South Park was to say parents need to have some sort of influence over what their children do. I wouldn't send her to her room and say, go watch Blue Valentine. <laughs> go watch 12 right. Years of stage. Have fun, <laughs> right? I would be sitting on the couch with her and if, you know, paying attention to how she's reacting to it asking her if she has questions and answering any questions that she does those that to me is one of the most important things when you know as far as her progression and her growing up right is she needs to learn these things she's she can't go out into society a blank slate and then have all of these these issues thrown at her especially in today's today's society right she needs to be able to learn those things and one of the best ways to to teach them is to let them see a see them in a fictional setting right non-fictional fictional fictional setting um and let them watch it ask their questions and get prepared for what they're going to to experience in real life and to me you know music does that Mm -hmm. music's you know, she she unfortunately listens to bands like Panic at the Disco. <laughs> I can't, can't help it. Mm-hmm. You know, she she listens to a lot of that screamo emo music, and music has the same kind of themes, right? If you listen, actually listen to the lyrics and and analyze the lyrics, uh, we never have a problem with that, right? Mm-hmm. She can go she can listen to rap songs we won't care she can listen to panic at the disco she can listen to tools she can listen to whatever we want nobody bats an eye and it's it those can do the same thing that a movie does but for whatever reason if it's a visual medium everybody's like uh so i it's you know that's i think it's a problem that there are well, I don't want to say it's a problem. I feel bad for the children who might be growing up like my wife did, right? Where you cannot watch a movie until you're this age. Because quite honestly, I think it stunts their emotional growth, their their ability to to grow emotionally, which would be emotional growth. Sorry. Yeah. Again. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so I I I would oh, I would say, you know, if we could remove ratings, just have something like IMDb's parental page, you know, this is what happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. This is you know, these are the themes that are presented in the movie. A guy gets shot in the head, these two people make love, this many F bombs are dropped. Sure. Okay. Sure. The the movie's about you know, uh, it's whatever the movie about. Right. <laughs> My yes. kid watch it. Yeah, sure. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't need. Oh, it's PG thirteen. Uh, okay, that's uh, to me. Those types of. Uh, I think the ratings are outdated. I mean, even look at what happened. Movies like Jaws, you know. When we were going up, technically, we would have been allowed to watch it. That's a scary movie, right? It's yeah. a super scary movie. People getting eaten, people whatever. You, We had to invent a new rating because of that. Well, not that one. It was, what, Temple of Doom? Because a guy gets his heart ripped out? Yeah. And that's thirteen, right? That's mm-hmm. acceptable. You, Star Wars. We blow up an entire planet. There's more death in Star Wars than there is in any Quentin Tarantino movie. But Star Wars is PG or PG-13, and Tarantino's rated R because Tarantino says some f words and actually shows blood. Right? You know. Um, so you know it's it's that kind of thing. The, there's still a theme of genocide in Star Wars. There's still a theme of. Um, um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It's still one group of people trying to completely take over everybody else. But it's presented in a fun, campy way. So, oh, this gets a PG. Whereas, you know, something that shows it in a more real life setting would get an R rating. And I just, it's, it confuses me to no end. Even all these years later, it confuses me how how some people are okay with it in one setting, but not okay with it in another setting. And it, um, I literally am like, it's, if you took, if you removed the lightsabers and the laser guns from star Wars and gave them cutlasses and, you know, <laughs> turn it into the Patriot Patriots an R rated movie. and, you know, suddenly it's no. My kid can't watch this, mm-hmm. right? So it that was always. I I don't know. So oh, there's my dog. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I like. Sorry. That's the dog I don't like.
0: Oh, why?
1: Because it's a dachshund and it barks at the wind. Oh, that's annoying. I'll put it in the box. Give <laughs> it to you. Just give me an address. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> no, I currently don't live in a place that allows dogs, and nor will yes. I be living in a place that allows dogs in my next apartment. So,
1: That's not-
0: no dice. Um, but I, I, I definitely agree. As like, obviously, the ideas of G and PG and PG thirteen and R were presented as a way, as shorthand, to make it super easy for someone to know, quote unquote, know what's supposed to be seen by what people. So you can have a movie trailer on TV and it like rated PG-13 and then you look at your 12-year-old and say, next year, kind of a situation. Exactly. And we've just, we've kind of gotten way beyond the point where that's like a reasonable way to describe a movie. And I think the problem with the alternative, which is like just listing what actually takes place in the movie on IMDb or something, is that, uh, you know, I don't think people give parents enough credit that they're gonna like take all those extra steps to like figure it all out and determine whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing and like have those like long conversations you know between with between spouses about you know is a headshot or two okay if the movie's about this or whatever what have you and the industry just kind of decided nah we could we can decide this on our own and yeah it's not it's not a great solution
1: yeah i I don't disagree with that i think and you know like i said the important thing is is that you have to be able to understand the ramifications of letting your child watch whatever this movie is um you know regardless of the rating mm-hmm. and be able to a, have the conversation beforehand over whether or not it's appropriate for them to watch. And then B, as they're watching it or after they're watching it, making sure they understand why they saw what they saw, right? I worked, I still work at a movie theater part time, mm. mainly for the free movies, but, you know, <laughs> because I, again, I love movies. But I worked, my first job was at a movie theater. Um, and I always thought it was, funny you know we and it was a chain that strictly enforced the ratings policy right so Mm -hmm. if it was an r-rated movie you had to have a parent or guardian come and watch it with you and it was hysterical how many times we would have parents come and argue with us over why they couldn't drop their child off to see the movie juice i'm like this is a hard r movie about gangsters and you, you want your kid to know, no, right? And I've, I've grown out of that. Mm-hmm. But I guess my point is that some parents, to your point, don't care, right? They're like, mm-hmm. whatever, go watch this, have fun. And they don't want to have those conversations afterwards. And I think that's the most important thing is the conversation afterward, is making sure, you know, like – yeah, we'll sit and we'll watch South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, but you'll be sure to have a 10 or 15 minute conversation with me afterwards, just so you don't think that that movie was all about some fourth grader saying the F word, whenever we yeah. got a chance, right? So, mm-hmm. I think as long as those conversations happen afterwards, it, it can be the parents' decision, right? But, yeah. There is, you know, there, and we we can get into a days long debate over whether or not parents are capable of having those conversations, or whether or not we should care if those parents have the conversation. From my perspective, I'm going to have the conversation, or my wife's going to have the conversation if it's something that I don't want to see. But they like they went and saw um, uh, what's that crappy movie about the boat adrift. They went adrift, right? Mm -hmm. Which, from, I mean, I knew the story, so I knew what happened at the end. But it's it's a fairly heavy movie, from what I understand. Mm -hmm. Um, And they had a conversation about it afterwards, right, on the drive home. But whatever, they at least talked about it, and so she she understood the themes of the movie and what the movie was attempting to say. Whether or not it did a good job of it, I'm not here. Right. um so, you know, we make sure that if she's as a thirteen year old watching these heavier movies, more adult themed movies, she understands what's happening in them. Right? And so that way she's not, you know, just going to see some people get shot or some people driving a boat and getting shipwrecked or you know whatever the case may be she's understanding what's happening and why it's happening and if she has questions she can ask right because let's face it pg-13 is the new r if you see some of these pg-13 movies um and so like we'll go and watch them i can't think of anything recent but you know, some of them walk a very, very thin line. And so we'll watch them and we'll just be like, like you know, you can look at a quiet place, right? It the, the scene in the bathtub was very, very tense. And my daughter didn't quite understand what was happening because mm-hmm. she has never seen anything like that. And so afterwards we explained it to her like she gave birth, right? Right. Right. Spoilers: She gave birth. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you you have to let let your kid experience those things. You have to. Well, I say you have to. I I like my child to experience those things, and I also like her to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Every time we come out of a movie, the first question is, "Did you like it?" Yes or no. Okay. Do you have any questions about anything that happened in it? Right. Right. And that's that's how I. I do it. I my my brother. He's got three boys, um, ages four to fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. And he's doing the same thing, right? And he's there because again, like his fourteen year old. Every day he comes home and he's like, "Hey, the kids at school watch this movie. Can I watch it?" And he'll have to have that conversation with his wife and be like yes or no, right? Mm-hmm. Some movies like, if if his kid came home and said, can we watch South Park? His immediate response would be no, because he doesn't see any value in South Park. Right? Okay. That's okay. the difference between, between parents is some people will see inherent value in a movie like South Park, or inherent value in a movie like Heat, or inherent value in a movie like 12 Years a Slave, whereas other people won't. Right, So... And that's that's why you have the discussion. You say, yes or no. Can, can you glean anything important from this? Even if it is, you know, like I said, I, br- I bring up heat because I don't think there's anything thematically great about the movie. It's a cop and robber movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But f- from a filmmaker's perspective, which, you know, my daughter might want to be. There's something important for it, so it's it's not just about that it's it's about is there anything important about the movie you know just like is there anything important about the book? is there anything important about the music again i i I liken it to other forms of of art and other mediums because I think there's each each medium is Reacted to differently. Right. right. So nobody nobody will complain about me reading... Uh, I can't even think of the last book I read. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's some yeah. pretty heavy books, which we would have no problems with the, a person reading that book, but you turn it into an R-rated movie, and you suddenly have a problem. You make a song about it, and nobody cares but she turned it into a PG-13 rated movie and your nine-year-old who's listened to that song a billion times can't go see it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's my long-winded way of saying <laughs> I, I kind of let, let my child watch everything because I can find meaning, some sort of meaning in everything, uh, almost everything. Twilight will never be something that I'll find meaning in. <laughs> Luckily, she never wants to watch it. Uh, Good, <laughs> I guess I got there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, you, you, I think you understand what I'm saying. Is that, yeah, if if you can find, as a parent, it's my job to make sure that she's prepared for life, right? Whether that's helping her study for a trigonometry test, whether that's Um, helping her do her science project, helping her in her Taekwondo class, picking a movie for her to watch. I'm here to make sure that she's ready to go out into the world and hopefully isn't surprised by a lot of things. Yeah. I use movies as a tool to do that. Some people agree with it. My in-laws don't. Eh, it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Um, so, so, I guess my follow up to all that is, is there anything that's unrelated to themes, so or anything visually about a movie that at thirteen is a hard no, regardless of everything else involved in the film itself?
1: I think if you I'm trying to think like i'm my wife is opposed to. Like I brought up Showgirls because that's the most blatant (laughs) example of like sex in a movie. Like she's of an the the thing is, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. She's at an age where she knows about everything, right? Mm -hmm. There's no amount of cursing in a movie that's going to make me be like, no. Like I said, even if it was something like. Django unchained, right where it's not just cursing but it's other words that are taboo right i'm that's not ever going to make me say no, and that might make me a terrible person, but again, I'm having a conversation with her I'm yes. letting them know that's how people talk back then, right it's not something I ever want to hear you saying, but that's how they talked back then. And it was a normal part of everyday life. We have the conversation. Violence, again, she can watch the news and see somebody with a hand blown off or something like that. Would I recommend something like Desperado where a dude gets shot in the hand and, and Rodriguez pulls the camera through? Probably not. <laughs> um, but, you know, it... And we talked about like John Wick, right? Violence, language, sex—for the sake of violence, language, or sex—I'm going to say no to, just because there isn't anything that can be learned from it. I, and I know you said beyond that, would—is there anything? And I, I think it—it always is going to come back to the question of. Would she be able to, you know, you you don't learn anything from Showgirls. You don't learn anything from John Wick. You don't learn anything from uh, Desperado. You don't learn anything from, I'm trying to think of some recent R-rated, Tag, right? Right. If she asked me to see Tag, the answer is no, because there's no reason for you to see Tag. Mm -hmm. Other than, you know, because that's just a bunch of grown men playing Tag over the course of, 25 years and cursing a lot. Yeah. It's, it's you, you don't need it <laughs> I guess, for, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and she, she might not need South Park. She might not need any of the other movies that might have a theme. But uh, again, that's, that's where that's, the heart of my decision-making is, you know, is it violence for violence sake? Or is it violence for sake of something else? Is it, you know, why is it there? Right. So, you know, she'll never watch Red Sparrow. Because there's <laughs> no need to watch Red Sparrow. Ah, uh, that movie. <laughs> it's a, a terrible movie and don't need to tarnish Jennifer's good name. Oh. No. Um, <laughs> or Mr. Edgerton, for that matter. Who else is in that movie? See, that's how bad it was. I don't even remember. <laughs> you know, little, its stuff like that. Yeah, I—I I, I don't know. I—I I think I—I I've, I've began to ramble and kind of repeat myself, but for that's that, okay. I thought that's but, okay. Yeah, I think I—I I don't think you can. S- I think the answer to your question is I don't. I don't think I can separate the the is there something there question from Dad. Can I watch this movie? Right. That's okay. always the first thing I look at. Is is there something there?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've if a movie's been made, I've probably seen it, so I probably know what happens in it, um, and so I can if she comes up to me and says, Hey, can I see this movie? I can automatically go yes or no. We pretty much let her watch any PG 13 rated movie nowadays, just because she is to that age where it is what it is. But you know, if she comes up and I'm trying to think, she asked me about a movie a few weeks ago and I told her no, but I don't remember what it was. It was something on video um, like Netflix or something. And we told her no, just because there wasn't anything about it that needed to be seen, right um, so again the the long answer to your question is i i <laughs> I don't separate that part out
0: okay, that totally makes sense to me, I think like i I kind of see it the same way um, but I guess so you use the phrasing there's nothing she doesn't need to see it." because it's you know violence sex profanity vulgarity for violence sex vulgarity profanity's sake so i guess my my question regarding that would then be if it's not something that i i I guess i'm kind of inferring from like the way you're talking about it that it it's not these are films that don't really quote unquote matter from a thematics perspective um if that's the case, then like, what's? I guess I guess my question would be, are you are you concerned or um, maybe yeah concerned that like sh- letting her watch movies like that would send the wrong message, or even you know are you opposed to having a conversation like with her having watched a John Wick? where it's something where you end up talking like like this is just violence and are you maybe not not necessarily sure that she can
1: like separate the two uh, things that the i think you hit hit it there with it's especially today right where Mm. you hear about and we'll use violence for for sure this discussion is, you know, far too often you hear about some random act of violence happening somewhere, whether it's a bombing somewhere or a school shooting somewhere, something yeah. violent, happens, right? So, you know, like you said, it's being able to separate at the age of 13 something like violence in say zero dark Mm 30 versus violence in john wick right right now I, i i think there's for me at least there's a line and knowing my child it would be difficult for her to separate the two, right? She'd be able to, I I could tell her all day, every day, Zero Dark Thirty, that violence is showing you what actually happened in the world, right? Whereas John Wick is supposedly just a, it's a, some, well, I guess two guys, fantasy fever dream about a guy who goes on a rampage killing everybody because of whatever reason, right? The I guess the issue for me is, is that she sees something like a nightclub shooting in Orlando or a school shooting in Arkansas and might not be able to tell the difference, right?
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then, on top of that, the discussions that would have to be had because of it, because it would eventually get into the discussion of, well, do you think that their parents let them watch John Wick? And maybe that's why they did that. Something to that effect. You know what I mean? Uh And while I'm not opposed to having those conversations, and I think they're conversations that we, we have when we see that kind of stuff, I don't want it to be based off of john wick i'd rather that conversation be based off of a story she reads online something you know related to an actual news event as opposed to dude going through a russian nightclub trying to get the guy right Mm -hmm. right it's and that's a lot of people might think that's somewhat hypocritical and they could be right that's just kind of how I look at it, how my wife actually influences a lot of that as well. Um, Because she's, she's the, she's a type that again, grew up with pretty strict parents, Um, not just with movies, but with, with everything. And so I don't want to say she led a sheltered life, but she led a sheltered life. So (laughs) she's, She's of the opinion that she wants those conversations and those types of conversations to happen more organically mm-hmm. and less because we watch showgirls, right? Yeah. I don't want to have a conversation with sex with my daughter because she saw a bunch of mindless sex in a movie. I don't, I would much rather her have these conversations because I guess there's no organic way to talk about sex with your kid, but um, you know, I'd rather those conversations come from a different place than a a fictional movie. If that makes any sense at all, it makes sense in my head and it's, it's hard to, (laughs) to express what I'm thinking, but That's basically it is that those types of conversations and and you can get those types of conversations um, through real world events. Mm -hmm. There are also ways to get those types of uh, conversations through like, you know, Elephant is a good example of a movie that you can get a good conversation about gun violence in America. An actual conversation that we can have, right? Um, And you can talk about, you know, because it's based on a true story or whatever, you can have those conversations. You can relate it back to what actually happened. Um, Those conversations are, to me, better conversations than, you know, dude running around shooting people because dude wants to run around and shoot people. How can I relate this to maybe I'm just being lazy I don't want to figure <laughs> out a way to relate it to anything.
0: Right. I, 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 I don't I know I it. I get it. Yeah. I I, I Yeah, I, I think I, I you know I like I asked that question, you know, kind of from the position of And, like, this is kind of my position whenever I discuss this with my girlfriend is, like, I think that, like, there's a point and, like, I'll know when that point is with my kid. But, like, I think there's a point where, like, I no longer feel like I need to restrict anything that they watch. And it might be at 11. It might be at 15. It just depends on, like, my kid and how they mature in their own life. But it's also just, you know, me understanding what they can Know and what they can understand, you know, recognize and differentiate and distinguish between like the news and a biopic or a fantasy movie and like a realistic fiction movie and and all these different uh, genres and and styles. But I think at the end of the day, like the biggest kind of um, question I ask myself with regards to like what I would show my kid as far as profanity and violence and sex and whatnot. Is do they know that the movie isn't real? Because I think that is if they know that like these are movies and like unless they see the title card at the beginning, like based on a true story, or like they ask me and I'm like, this really happened or something to that effect, do they recognize that Star Wars never happened? Or if it did, like it could never, like it never happened anything that we aren't aware of? Or you know, do they know that? Um, the events that happen in John Wick aren't real. Do they know that uh, you know Django Unchained is a real depiction of events, but didn't actually happen as shown in the movie or uh, or you know other Tarantino movies? Like, do they know that Reservoir Dogs never really happened, but that that the they're just it's it's actors and like they're putting on a show? And can they make that distinction? Is kind of the first thing I want to know. But I do think that like the way you answered it and how you kind of compared it to like having that conversation about violence or sex or what have you with regards to something that really did happen is a far more like poignant conversation than having it with respect to stuff that are exaggerated and and, um, embellished and, and just, as you said, a fever dream of like whoever directed and wrote the movie. I think that's a really good point to make about that separation of movie style kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I I completely agree that at at and, and we ask well I ask myself every day and <laughs> me and my wife talk about it every day is is she to a point where she's able to do is by our daughter Julie to a point where she's able mm-hmm. to do make those kinds of decisions on her own? Right. At I mean she turned thirteen in May, right? So the answer to a lot of those questions is new <laughs> some of those questions is yeah you know she she's now this is her first summer where she stays home by herself while mm-hmm. we're at work throughout the day right that's something she can do by herself something she's not going to be doing by herself is putting in any old movie and watching it just to watch it because she's not going to understand them she's not going to to be able to separate you know the real from the, the fantasy, I and you know I, I think Star Wars might be the only science fiction movie I, I brought up because, she gets science fiction. Yeah, you know, we talked about Marvel. Okay, that's kind of science fiction, I guess. Yeah. This is an England sure. Um, <laughs> so, she gets that those are one hundred percent. Not real, could never happen. There is no Iron Man. There is no Thanos. There is no Spider Man in the Iron Spider suit. Awesome. Mm-hmm. If they made an R rated Marvel movie, we'd probably go and watch it because she understands that all of that is fake, comic book fake. Yes. You know, it, and it's different from like John Wick, which is fake but real life fake, if that makes sense.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that's, that's kind of how we, we try and separate it is like you said, are they able to differentiate the fake fake from the fake real? And if it's fake fake, I'm okay with it. Right. Because they understand it's completely fake. It's, figment of somebody's imagination and they're just telling a story they've always wanted to tell. Right. If it's fake real, that's when we have further discussions, you know, and we, we say, okay, well, can we get anything out of it? Can we, you know, how, how is she going to relate it to whatever she might relate it to? And so that's where, how we, our decision process And how we say, yeah, she can watch, if she were to ever ask to watch something like Django and Chang, I'd be okay with it. If she were to ever ask to watch Juice, the answer's no. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just how we do it. Right. And again, this is all how we do it um, in in this household. And some people are, some people do it like that. Some people don't do it like that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't try and tell anybody that that's how they should do it. Um, But uh, I like, I like the ability to let her experience some of the things that, you know, if some people had their way, she wouldn't be able to experience. And um, if other people had their way, she'd be experiencing way too young. So again, it all goes back to, to being able to make that decision on whether or not they can handle it or you can assist them in handling it afterwards. Yes. So there. See, I summed up all your <laughs> questions. It took me an hour to talk about in two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're well, – are edit all that out in post. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, so, uh, we're, we're running, running into, uh, kind of your soft out of like yeah. a little bit of about an hour. There's one thing that I, I thought of a little earlier. I definitely want to bring this up, uh, okay. and get your take on it, oh. which is you mentioned before the fact that like all these, a lot of these R rated movies feature themes that would be, um, either difficult to tell in a lesser rating or almost silly to try and tell in a lesser rating and Mm -hmm. for the most part i definitely agree with that i think you know trying to make a pg version of 12 years a slave would you know come off crass and and ridiculous end up with like a five percent run tomatoes that sort of thing Exactly. but one of the things that i think has tried to uh, tried to kind of mitigate that dilemma is pixar movies yep You know, all these PG, mostly PG rated Pixar movies um, that are able to tackle not necessarily the most uh, R rated of of themes, but a lot of themes that are generally relegated to like the PG 13s and things like that. And uh, so is that I I don't know what my ultimate question about it is, but I guess just
1: your thoughts. I I think I think you look at and I mentioned Big Hero six yeah uh, a little bit early, one of the themes with Big Hero Six is how do we deal with death, right, uh-huh. or at least that's how I looked at it um, and they were able to tell a very poignant story and a very good movie around that theme of how do we deal with loss, right. Uh-huh usually that would be in a PG-13 or R setting. You don't see a lot of G or PG movies dealing with that subject matter. And I know that's not Pixar, um, which same but right. I think it, it, it yeah. Yeah, falls into the category. You know, yeah. you look at the, the Toy Story movies over the course of three movies, how, and they tell it through the toys perspective, but growing up, right? Usually you, when you see movies with themes about getting older, doing, you know, moving on that sort of thing from one part of your life to the next, that's not done in that type of environment. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. One of the few places that you're able to do that. And again, you have to mix in a lot of fart jokes to do it.
0: <laughs> right.
1: But they can get it done. Uh, I, I thought it was funny, um, Incredibles 2, the trailer started coming out for it, and I immediately looked to my wife and I said, did they literally turn Mr. Mom into a <laughs> Pixar movie? Because that's what the trailers and, and I know it's a little bit more than that, but they had the the themes from Mr. Mom about... The, you know, female empowerment, that kind of stuff, and the the dad staying at home, the mom going out and doing all the work, and then, you know, family dynamic, that kind of stuff, in a PG-rated movie. And they did it very, very well, mm-hmm. right? I might not be a fan of Pixar movies. You know, you talk to some of the guys in the Triangles. I don't know. Pixar movies, it's, okay. I'm just not a big fan of them. My wife will tell you. My 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 favorite Pixar movies are um, the first Incredibles and the 10 minute incinerator scene in Toy Story three. That's it. Right? Okay. Okay. Um, but I do love things like How to Train Your Dragon. Right. Sure. I love Big Hero six. I thought deserved all the awards the year that it lost all of them. Um, mm-hmm. But. I can recognize... It's like I always say about the Beatles. I hate the Beatles, but I recognize what they did for music. Sure. I don't like Pixar movies, but I recognize that they're able to tell these... Be able to get these types of stories in and get them to a much younger audience. And, like, get them thinking about that stuff earlier than they normally would. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's surrounded by really, really bad jokes. Some hit, like... Mr. Potato Head pooping himself—best joke in any Pixar movie ever. <laughs> but you know, if if I have to sit through that kind of stuff in order for my child to a enjoy a ninety-five minute movie that she learns something in, mm-hmm. right, or might even have questions afterwards, right? We watch Big Hero Six which was, what, three years ago? Four years ago? Three or four years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I think think Julie was 10 when we watched it. And she actually asked questions afterwards. And I'm like, wow. Right? (laughs) For a 10-year-old to to watch an animated movie about this big, fat robot doctor thingy (laughs) and to come out of it and be like, you know, so... And, and her question was literally about his reaction to his brother's death. And I was just like, dang, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She's 10 and she got this out of this movie because they were able to present it in a way that a 10-year-old would understand. Yeah. Right? I think you're right. I think there are some ways to do it and they are animated. Um. And But it takes – People who understand it, right yeah, so it's a delicate it's a very, very delicate, very delicate process there's yeah. a thin line between being you know something that's telling that story with those themes and being Shrek right although I love the first Shrek I think it's great yes. um, but nothing <laughs> I think they might have wanted to to try and tell. A story about loving who you are, but it's just too many fart jokes in that movie. <laughs> kind of ruined it. And donkey, God, donkey. donkey, donkey! I can't do the accent. <laughs> Myers can do the accent anymore, actually. Yeah, maybe not. Well, we might find out. They're so supposedly making another one. Oh boy, <laughs> uh, a fifth Shrek. Jeez, fifth Shrek and possibly a fourth international man of mystery. Which oh, awful! We want to talk about PG thirteen movies. My child probably doesn't need to see.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a, those are good ones. Those make the Third list. Are the good ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, great. Uh, I, yeah, echo. <laughs> you're kind of i echo your thoughts on on animated movies and and their ability to sometimes kind of do what live action low rated movies can't do in far as far as themes that they try to portray to to a younger aged person Uh, i think i think it's a good thing not always. There's even in There's, Pixar, which I'm a big fan of Pixar, but even even I acknowledge a lot of a lot of missteps that they've made. Yeah. You
1: don't you don't learn anything in Cars. Oh,
0: man, and, yeah. No, <laughs> no, you don't. Um. So awesome. Uh, I don't Just know. Is there, <laughs> is there anything else Mather. you want to? Sorry,
1: I'm going to be quoting Mater for the rest of the night.
0: <sighs> Thanks. Is there anything else <laughs> on this topic, anything at all that maybe we didn't reach?
1: I no, I think you know. I'm at first. Thanks for letting me talk about it. Um,
0: yeah, of course.
1: I, uh, I I don't know. I think I said my piece. I mm-hmm. and again, my piece. You could probably have the same conversation with my wife, and it would <laughs> probably go a little bit differently. She she likes more collaboration in in some of the decision making um, but you know at, at like I said at the end of the day it's it is what it is you know some some folks are gonna be okay with their kid watching movies some folks aren't I'm I'm one of the ones who's okay if there's a purpose
0: is say you say that is there any movie you can maybe remember recently or, or that really kind of got your goat a little bit that she convinced you to say no to, that you really wish you could say yes to?
1: Um. Hmm. That's a good question. Because, I mean, we literally say yes to almost everything. I want to say there was something... It might have been a Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. In fact, I'm thinking it was a Mission Impossible movie because we saw the trailer on like something, because um, it's everywhere. Yeah. And I, I I've seen them all. I actually love most of them except for number two. And mm. I think she was like, "Can we watch them?" Because she wanted to see the one that's coming out. And for whatever reason, I was like, "Sure, why not?" <laughs> um, and then. Watching them, I remember thinking to myself, these these movies don't really offer anything, right? There's good stunt work in them. But, yeah, she doesn't yeah. want to be a woman, um, <laughs> but it, it's you know like we're we're talking about. This. I mean they're they're okay movies, but I just think there wasn't really a reason to watch them at the time because this was probably three or four months ago. Yeah, three Mm -hmm. or four months ago. And we started with one, obviously. And there's just some things in one that... And I don't... I I can't pinpoint exactly what it was, but I'm just like, there's really no reason for her to be watching this. Of course, we finished one and then watched the next four. And...
0: (laughs) Right, but I,
1: I just kind of sat back, going because those are those are movies that kind of walk that line, straddle that line between uh, what we would consider perfectly okay, like PG thirteen, and eh, kind of hinting towards mindless, useless violence for violence' sake or something to that effect, right? Um, right. Especially the the newer ones where they get into more um like terrorist types, type subplots mm-hmm. so you know that kind of stuff it's like but and and even now thinking about it i'm i'm probably even kind of overreacted in my mind to them cuz i don't know i think <laughs> yeah that's probably the only thing i can think of off the top of my head i don't think I can't. I know there isn't any R-rated movies because my wife has not let her watch any R-rated movies mm-hmm. um, yet. Uh, but I might. Like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna get South Park in the Blu-ray player pretty soon. <laughs> Good. And I and I will not regret it. And she'll be singing "Blame Canada" at the top of her lungs.
0: <laughs> Perfect parenting at work.
1: I, you know, I try.
0: I try. Yeah, I, hey, I, I can to, tell. I you got put a lot, a lot of work into it.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, Joe, I, I thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Not a it's a big help for me, and uh, I got a lot out of it. Hopefully, the listeners will too. Uh, I guess before you before you head off, is uh, just give you the opportunity. Anything you want to like promote or mention or anything like that
1: uh please stop watching bad movies like Jurassic World
0: if only if only um, i wish
1: ruining my fml season guys um uh, <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, nah, i i don't i don't okay All right. i again i appreciate it um and yeah i look forward to to hearing it and um maybe doing this again.
0: Yeah, I'd be happy to have you on next time. Just uh have another kid
1: and then uh, no, document no, the movies they're allowed to watch. Talking about dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have four dogs. Those are my 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 fourth third second third fourth <laughs> and fifth kid. There you go.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. Awesome. Well, uh Thanks, uh, appreciate it, and uh, have a good rest of your night. You as well, sir. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to check out older episodes, newer episodes, other episodes, and any other data, statistics, or whatnot, uh, you can try. You can probably find all of that at circleoffilm.com. If you'd like to get in touch with me, either on Twitter, at Circle of Film, or through email, circleoffilm@gmail.com, at you can do so. And if you would like to support the show for as little as 8 cents an episode, you can do that on Patreon.com slash Circle of Film. Thank you for listening, and as always, have a week.